the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. What is going on, anyone and everyone who might happen to be alive at this particular point in time? Big shout out to those listening. In the spirit world, I miss you all. Huge howdy to the High Holy Three. And Triple J, I love you. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's talking about, you know, what was it, uh, December 8, 1980? John Lennon getting killed. We'll deal with that in a second. Just want to let you know, got a Great show filled with great guests going to talk to us about great things that they're doing in the community because of what you're doing in the community. You as the citizenry, shall we say, all of us here in the River Bend. So we're going to turn you on to just really great organizations as the afternoon does go on. River Bend Family Ministries you might be familiar with. We did a big gig with them. I think it's about a, a month ago. $55,000 $55,000 was the last m- amount I heard. Refuge for Kids is going to be on with us. You saw Jay- Jason uh, a little bit ago, but uh, he's with Sleeping Heavenly Peace. And then Al Womack's going to jump on in from the Boys and Girls Club of Alton, just some other things. But I'll start you out on this. John Lynn, I put together, you know, just a bunch of stuff from what I remembered and everything because I was doing morning radio in Indianapolis at the time at uh, KISS 99, and I was doing it with my buddy Dave Dugan. And so doing morning radio, like at least in those days, I'm a rock and roller, and all of a sudden they changed me over to morning shift. I used to go to sleep at 3 in the morning. Now I'm waking up at 3 in the morning. Anyway, lifestyle change I wasn't really hip to, but nevertheless, I did it. Family to support, happy to be working, cha-cha-cha. So I go in and go to bed. Right? I don't know what happened. I wake up. I leave for work. I get to work. Dave's there already. I'm not listening to radio because I'm one of these guys, you know, sometimes you need quiet and solitude so you can think. So I get there. Dave says, you hear about John Lennon? I thought to myself, I don't know. What? This Somebody shot him, killed him. I'm saying, what? About 11 o'clock last night, the night of December 8th. This was on the 9th that I rolled into work. And from there, I mean, I got the chills. When I was putting this together for you uh, last night, I got the chills. Got the little, what do they call them, goosebumps? I don't know what they call them anymore. Everything's got a new name nowadays. But I call it the the goosebumps. Just putting it together because I remember all this, man. I just remember all this. 
And I know you shouldn't talk this way, but daggone it, people talk this way. I just want to go to New York and kill David Chapman for killing John Lennon. I don't think anybody would have blamed me. They may have applauded me, turned me into a hero. But they put him in an insane asylum. He tries to get out every once in a while so that, uh, you know, he might have his sentence ended and he can go out into society. Yeah, right. I can't believe. See, then you get into the, uh, then you get into the thing about the, uh, the death penalty. I don't get into that. All I know is back then, the way I was thinking back then, I'd have gone and killed that guy. No reason for John Lennon to die. So what it all sounded like. Tonight we begin with the killing of a man who became a legend in his own time. John Lennon shot down in cold blood. I heard five, six shots and that was it. There's blood all over his stomach. Immediately get over to the Dakota. It was John Lennon who was shot. Gunshot, gunshot, and these people come running and carrying a body. There was a scream. A woman's voice. Tell me he's alive. Tell me he's alive. The story was that John Lennon was shot. Who would do such a thing and why? He was dead on arrival. He's such a peaceful man. My God, this is an icon. We'll have team coverage of the story of John Lennon's murder. I was watching the football game when I heard Cosell say... An unspeakable tragedy. John Lennon outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City. The most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles. Shot twice in the back. Rushed to Roosevelt Hospital. Dead on arrival. This evening, John Lennon arrived at the emergency room at the Roosevelt uh, Hospital. He was dead on at the time of his arrival. Numerous resuscitative efforts were made after his arrival in the hospital, including transfusions, surgical procedures, other procedures. But in spite of the effort of many physicians and after many procedures, we were unable to restore the life of Mr. Lennon. Witnesses told police Lennon was shot near the door to his apartment building as he and Yoko Ono returned from a recording studio. I saw John and Yoko get out of the, get out of the limousine. They walked into the gate, and oh god, let me just let me take a time. And then I heard four, four or five shots. They were ear shattering. They were ear shattering. I heard Yoko and I heard a woman screaming. It was Yoko. She was screaming, "Help me!" Lennon's building is home for many celebrities. Strangers waiting for a glimpse of some resident are not uncommon. The man accused of shooting Lennon dropped his gun afterward and waited for police to arrive. A detective who questioned him at a nearby police station said he is Mark Chapman, a 25-year-old Hawaiian who has been in New York one week. He, Mr. Chapman, has been about the Dakota for the last several days. He was there on Saturday asking about Mr. Lennon. He was there on Sunday asking about Mr. Lennon. And he was there again this afternoon when Mr. Lennon and his wife left for a recording session. He was able to obtain an autograph on an album from Mr. Lennon as he left for the recording studio where he was going. He remained at that location all evening waiting for Mr. Lennon to come back. Sometime shortly before 11 o'clock, John Lennon and his wife arrived back at the Dakota in a limousine. They parked the limousine on the curb right outside the Dakota. 
there is a driveway into which they might have gone, but on this occasion did not. They got out of the car, out of the limousine, and walked into the archway area of the Dakota. To the right, as you walk in the archway area, is kind of a vestibule, which uh, has a doorway, uh, a glass doorway. This individual, uh, Mr. Chapman, came up behind him and called to him, Mr. Lennon, as he arrived at that doorway. And then in a combat stance, he fired, he emptied the Charter Arms 38 caliber gun that he had with him and uh, shot John Lennon. Source correspondent C.D. Jaco talked to some of the police who were with Lennon, and they told him that Lennon was still conscious, still alive at that point. They asked him if he was John Lennon, and he said yes, he was. But at the hospital, Lennon was too badly injured for anybody to do anything, and Lennon was pronounced dead around 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. A little while after that, Dr. Stephen Lynn at Roosevelt Hospital told reporters there was nothing anyone could do. John Lennon was brought to the emergency room of the Roosevelt site, St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital, this evening, shortly before 11 p.m. He was dead on arrival. Extensive resuscitative efforts were made, but in spite of transfusions and many procedures, he could not be resuscitated. The death of anyone is a tragedy, but the death of John Lennon, a man who influenced an entire generation through the Beatles and through his solo career, takes on special meaning. The irony of Lennon's death is that he had just returned to public life after a six-year sabbatical back to the recording studio to make the record Double Fantasy with Yoko Ono. In fact, Monday night, just before his death, Lennon was working on a new single that should have been mastered on Tuesday. Outside the Dakota, Lennon's apartment building at the scene of the shooting, a de facto memorial service appears to be underway with an estimated 200 people in a total state of shock. And he's not dead. John Lennon can't be dead. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Julian. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear ones The old and the young A very Merry Christmas And a Happy New
Listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. I was talking with uh, Matt Horn the other day, and we were talking about how this is a great time right now in this particular era of history in the world and here in the riverbed. Great time to buy real estate. The rates are low as far as your mortgage is concerned. Real estate has a value now that it hasn't had before. That's whether you are selling or whether you are buying. Now, I understand you got things you got to go buy, Christmas presents, all that. Matt understands that. The folks that work with him over there, the 25, 30 folks that put their reputations on the line and make sure that your situation is covered because these are smart folks. They understand the real estate business. They understand the paperwork. So that's where a lot of the hassle in real estate is, is the paperwork. So you, in this holiday season, well, as I got to buy presents, I understand that. That's cool. Matt understands that. At least you can put yourself into consideration as far as maybe selling your house is concerned. Maybe as far as looking for a new house is concerned. That's as simple as going to GodfreyLandmark.com. GodfreyLandmark.com. That's the Landmark Realty webpage. And over there, you see all the houses. In fact, I always tell everybody, because this is great. I, I get them every day. Homes by email, you can register when you get there. Homes by email, that's all the new listings as soon as they hit the market. So if by chance you're not in the market right now, but boy, I like this house I happen to see over at GodfreyLandmark.com, well, okay, I'll make a call. Well, make the call. You got a house to sell. List with a leader. That's Landmark Realty. I'm just telling you right now. I understand you got Christmas stuff to do. Matt Horn knows you got Christmas stuff to do. And Merry Christmas to you. Big blessings on you. This is a good season to at least start preparing yourself for the new year, for that move that you've been thinking about making anyhow. GodfreyLandmark.com for that new house. Smash, smash, diggity smash. All right, so on this date in 1952, was it? Let me take a look. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. During an episode of I Love Lucy, a pregnancy was acknowledged on television for the first time time so you got ricky ricardo lucy's husband and he owns a nightclub he's a musician band leader it's called club babalu and so he's working club babalu and he gets a message here's the audio now for the oh thank you excuse me pardon me please oh isn't this wonderful listen to this dear mr ricardo my husband and i are going to have a blessed event I just found out about it today, and I haven't told him yet. I heard you sing a number called We're Having a Baby, My Baby and Me. If you will sing it for us now, it will be my way of breaking the news to him. Isn't that wonderful? Of course I'll do it for you. Sure. Uh, my... Oh, wait a minute. I got a wonderful idea. Why don't we bring the couple up here, and I'll sing it right to them. Eh? Come on, let's bring them up on the floor. Rock a bye, baby, on the higher honey, on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will fall. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. 
realizes it's Lucy. Honey, no. Yes. Really? Yes. Why didn't you tell me? Why, you didn't give me a chance. Are you kidding? No. It's me! Having a baby, my baby and me. You'll rid it in Winchell that we're adding a limb to our family tree. Our future looks brighter, but definitely we're having a baby. I bet he's gonna look just like you. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> we're having a baby. She'll speak with an accent like you. We're having a baby. My baby. And me. And that's it. That's the way they announced pregnancy for the first time ever on television at Club Babalu. Fantastic. Let me hear the worship Where's all of my praises? The scariest is for you, baby. Every praise. Say every praise. Every praise. It's to our God. It's to our God. Smash with you right here. Tammy, is you there, young lady? I am here. How are you, friend? All right, kid. I play that one for you every time. That's also the uh, theme song for the People's Praise Party Sundays right here on WBGZ. Hey, I got to say congratulations. I know you do. Congratulations on last I heard was $55,000 at the uh the the thing that we did over at at the post that's spectacular we did we raised our goal for that so <laughs> thank you to you and um as being a big part of that it was uh, it was a treasured evening for me so thank you my friend well that's uh, also a big uh dealing of our commander here nick dar and uh, i tell you what it was just a magnificent evening the folks over at the post wonderful folks and you know, it, it turned out that's the first time I ever did one of those virtual type of things and it was kinda cool. Right? It was kinda cool and a lot of people a lot of I people think hit we're me all on learning it. to yeah. be you know, to think outside the box this year. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, you know, the year's coming to an end here, so I just want to check with you to see exactly how uh, well, how we, how the Riverbend folk need to play it for Riverbend Family Ministries going into the new year. Of course, everybody deals with Christmas season as they deal. But uh, going into the new year, what kind of uh, 
dreams, aspirations, goals are you seeing for Riverbend Family Ministries? Are you moving to a new building? What uh, can we do here at the radio station to help you on that? Well, if anybody in your listening audience, after the first year, if they, are, they could do it now. If they want to write me a, a check for, you know, a half a million dollars, 500000 that's all I need, 500000 right. will get us completely set up in that new building. But, Smash, right now we're thinking about Christmas, and we're thinking about sure. all of our families that have been hit so hard oh, yeah. in in our community and what Christmas looks like for them. And, yeah. and like I said, this year's just we've had to just think really outside the box, and normally we do a, a really big uh, community Christmas celebration mm-hmm. where we adopt uh, about 150 families, and that's 360 or so kids, and the parents are allowed to come in and shop. We create this toy store, if you will, and um, lots of different organizations donate, and they buy toys, and it just allows the parents to come in and shop for their children instead of just getting a bag of gifts that their child may not like. It just brings the dignity back to the family, and it it allows that family to be a part of the Mm -hmm. process. Um, of course, this year um, we weren't able to do that because sure. it usually takes about 150 volunteers over a four-day period. And, of course, we weren't able to do that this year. So we knew that our families still needed help, and um, Christmas was still something that a lot of our families wanted to do but couldn't. Uh, so we said, all right, we will adopt about half of those families this year instead yeah. of the 150 we we took on 75 of nice. our nice. um of our families that have had children of trauma or mm-hmm. had real crisis due to covid this year mm-hmm. um that are have been through family court or have really some real issues laid off for covid or have lost jobs furloughed kids are out of school any you know all of those things um, and we got wish lists from every single one of those families. Mm-hmm. And what has happened is we have had organizations and families in the Riverbend area step up to adopt many of those families. And so what happens is when somebody calls and says, Tammy, our family has been blessed, and we would love to adopt a family, we actually give that family a family's wish list. Now, they don't get the names. They just get the gender and the ages, yeah. and they get what that child likes, what their favorite colors are, what what their wish list is, what's their favorite activities, what's their favorite superhero, um, favorite color, all of those things. And then that family can shop for the adopted family. Nice. Um, that family then brings all those gifts back to our family, And on the 21st and on the 22nd, we're going to have those adopted families at different time slots pull up in front of the building. We will have a couple of, you know, Santa's elves that will load their car uh, with that and a household basket full of toiletries and cleaning supplies and and, um, paper paper products. um, hygiene items, um, a couple of gift cards to buy Christmas dinner, and that'll get loaded as well. And so we can at least wish some of our families 
in this community um, a, a better Christmas, a better mm-hmm. holiday season, even though this year has just been a little weird. Um, we're doing what we can, and we're trying to stay as safe as we can while still blessing our families. Yeah. So smash what, if you're listening, and here is some things you could do. Number one, you could um, just donate to the Christmas fund, mm-hmm. uh, and you can just do that on the website. You can call Riverbend at 251-9790 and say, I would love to be a part of Christmas. Can I adopt a family? Or can we just provide some toys or maybe household cleaning products for families that are in need? There's a lot of ways to get involved. And um, so, yeah, right now we're just working on blessing families in this community. And as the first of the year rolls around, then we're really going to be working and getting into that new building so that we can serve more families and do more education and, and get done the things that we uh, wanted to get done this year but couldn't because of COVID. Well, blessing you will be blessed, as uh, we always say. And you did bless, and you will be blessed. That new building is going to be a big blessing to you, and in reverse, it blesses back into the community. So that's going to be fantastic what you're doing here this uh, Christmas for the 75. Man, that's that's some heavy-duty action on your part because I know how tough it's been this particular year, not only for you but for everybody. But uh, bravo to you on that, riverbendfamilyministries.com, in case somebody might want to check it out to a greater extent. And I just got to say, just meeting your whole crew over there at the virtual dinner that we did what about a month ago now. um, Yeah. uh, It's an amazing array of people who you have yourself surrounded with. And there's more than that. And when you see people like that, who got a heart to go ahead and volunteer, to go ahead and give of themselves well, again, it comes down to blessing. You will be blessed. And the thing about it is what people don't get out of this whole deal is that you, you say, well, my life is good. I don't know if I want to delve into somebody else's life. What I tell you what, it comes down to, for me, one thing always, and sometimes I've been called harsh to say it this way, but you wouldn't want it to be you. So thus, you help. Absolutely thus, right. you volunteer. You know, I sat here and sent out our, our last, uh, year-end donation letters, and, and we always do our, our major gifts push at the very end of the year yeah. and, and our last letter that just tells a story of something that happened. And, and Smash, i got to tell you, I just, you know, I was sitting out of those letters, and I was just so thankful today that I could put a story on those letters of hope and healing and that it was because of you and it was because of our partners and, our, and the people that surround our family. You are exactly right. We are blessed to have an incredible team of leaders and partners and friends, people like yourself and Nick and the station and the post. And I mean, I could just go on and on and on of people that have just surrounded Riverbend, but it's because of you and it's because of them that we get to do what we do. Um, If it wasn't because of of the partnerships and it wasn't because of the donations and the pledges and just the investment. into our fem, we just couldn't do what we do. And so I'm so thankful. I I sit in, you know, people say, Tammy, you're pretty fearless and you're pretty bold. But I'm I'm so thankful, Smash, for what I have, 
I'm fearless for what I want, right. but I'm so thankful <laughs> for what I have, and I'm right. thankful for the people of this community that have just surrounded us and allowed us to do um, take care of hurting families in this community. Well, you're thankful has turned into just many thanks coming back at you. And by the way, be thankful for that dude who happens to be your husband. That was a big man. And that guy supports you so it's usually the woman who supports the man, but here's the reverse situation. It's just beautiful to see that people can support each other without any yeah. you know, gender or any kind of bias associated with it. And the way he supported you and the way he talked you up when I was just casual, uh, you know, hanging with him at the event. He was a cool yeah. cat. Tell him I said hi. I will. He's a good man. I I, I am blessed professionally. I am blessed personally we we are blessed our family as well prayers as well as uh, too well what's the phone number real real quick our phone number down here at riverbend family ministries is 251-9790 beautiful riverbendfamilyministries.com on the web in case you might want to check it out in case you might want to put your strength and that strength is not only of a physical but also of a mental to volunteer for all the great work these yep. guys do. Wish you a Merry Christmas, young lady. I appreciate you jumping on the air here today. Thanks, and you know what? At the end of the day, every praise is to our God. There you are. Smash Daily on the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. I'll tell you what could uh, also be perfect on your list is a new fire pit. Maybe you don't even have one. You ever seen them fire pits? Put them out there on your patio, on your deck, out in the yard. Put all the chairs around, everybody kind of like telling stories, conversing, having a hoot and nanny, whatever it might be. People love fire pits. Ain't nothing better than a fire pit and the heat that generates off of it because the fire is coming up. And I tell you what, I don't know if you're allowed to do this, but roasting marshmallows on a fire pit, magnificent. It's a different kind of roast because you ain't got all that log smoke and everything going. You see, marshmallow tastes different. That's just me talking tangently. Who'd like to win a fire pit? I would, Daddy. Fire pit available for you to win at Jersey County Fence and Deck. Their website, jcfdonline.com. jcfdonline.com, all right? It's that whole three, jcfdonline.com. jcfdonline.com. You go over there, you see everything that they do, man. They build you a deck. Whether it's a foot off the ground, 10 feet off the ground, don't matter. One of the things I like to do is like, making a deck that the underneath is like enclosed. You can maybe, you know, if you arrange it correctly, park a car in there. That's just me. That's what I would do. I'd park my big truck in there because I'm 10 feet off the ground. But just, you know, they'll build whatever you need to build because <laughs> they have an eye for design. They're a working folk. 
Dean Comer is the man in charge, and he's made it possible for you to go to jcfdonline.com and get yourself registered. And all when you do, in the registration blank there, tell them you heard about it here, Smash Daily, WBGZ, and you're going to be registered twice come December 18th. Hold on for a second. This is December 8th, so 10 days from now, but let me take a look and see. December 18th, December 18th, dying, and, ah, oh, my goodness, that's next Friday. Not this Friday, next Friday. Wow. Then Christmas after that, the, wow. Ah, December 18th, we're drawn here on the air in the 5 o'clock hour. We draw your name. You have enhanced your home to a spectacular level. Because you fire pitting it now on those nippy nights in the spring, in the summer, in the autumn. If you want these winterizers, go on out in the winter if you want it because you got a fire pit. Go on, not me, but go on because those fire pits are magnificent. They generate heat all year long. JCFDonline.com. Well, every day at the studio, the man arrives, standing six foot one, weighing don't even think about it. Five, cranking out the jams and running his route. Everybody knew he didn't play no crap. The smash, the smash, big bad smash. Smash, smash, digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Was on this date, nineteen ninety-five. Grateful Dead. Four months after Jerry Garcia passes away, Grateful Dead says, "All right, we're gonna pack it up. They break up." Well, thank Doug Jenkins provides me with this uh, information because I no longer have a memory. But uh, I love Grateful Dead, man. Shake Down Street. That whole album is killer. Their version of "Good Lovin'" by the Young Rascals is magnificent. Let me go to the phone line right here. Is that there? And that is this right here. Now I have Aaron Bickle doing it. Huh? Can you hear me? I got you, kid. How you doing? Good. 
Have I ever met you? I don't think I've met you yet. Yeah, we met at the Riverbend Family Ministries fundraiser. Oh, I know you if I saw you then, because I'm one of those guys. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't remember uh, the names, but but when I see people, I, I recognize them right there. So I don't know how many yeah, times yeah. I've I've done it that way. But anyhow, you know, now that I think about it, I, I okay, because your name, of course, it rhymes with pickle, and then it's Aaron Bickle and all that. But you got an operation called yeah. Refuge for Kids dot org refuge for kids number four dot org and the great the great thing uh, about and i was checking you out last night is that you provide hope and healing to the children here in madison county your mission is to serve children and their caregivers and that's a good term right there i'm gonna ask you about there in a second who have experienced the trauma of abuse neglect and violence though you know, we don't think of that sometimes, that there are people out there who have experienced this stuff because we don't experience. Hey, you got to remember that this stuff happens all over the place and through counseling and caregiver support and education. You support these folks and you provide for these folks and you help these folks uplift themselves to a level wherein they can carry on, just use the term, as the kind of human beings they really want to be i salute you on that that's just me tell me more about yeah the ref- refuge for kids yeah so um we are extremely grateful to be in this community we um as you said serve children um who have experienced the trauma of um, abuse neglect violence yep. domestic violence um, addiction um we focus on young children so we focus on that birth to 11 age yep. range because we know um, based off of science and brain development, that the earlier we can intervene in a life of a child who has trauma, the better outcomes we see later in life, mm-hmm. in their adulthood. Mm-hmm. So we know that unresolved childhood trauma leads to um, major difficulties um, in adulthood in different arenas. Mm-hmm. So that's really our mission. Um, all of our services are absolutely free um, to these children and to the nice. caregivers who are safely trying to care for them. Nice, nice. Uh, Mash, I'm sure you can imagine, but um, by the time these kids make it to our office for a referral, it's typically because behaviors are really hard mm-hmm. um, at school, at home, um, in church, wherever it is that, um, you know, they're going. They're having difficult behaviors to manage, and our caregivers are just usually exhausted and at their wit's end um, and really in need of hope um, and healing. And and my team does a phenomenal job of just really meeting these these families right where they're at. Um, And sometimes it's a process. We have to peel back, you know, the layers of the onion. When there's trauma involved, yeah, yeah, when there's trauma involved, it's typically very complex. Right on. Well, Um, I'm looking at 450 kids served. Uh, Since uh, 2015, 435 caregivers supported, 504 parents trained. So just uh, real quick, caregivers supported. What kind of support does a caregiver get? And who is a caregiver? Is that a parent? Is that an auntie, an uncle? Who would it be? Yeah, so it's a lot of times um, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, um, a foster parent. It may be a biological parent Uh um, that is trying to maybe... um, make a better pathway yeah. for their child and for their life. We get a lot of um, domestic violence 
uh, um, referrals. And so women who are maybe trying to figure out how to safely um, exit a relationship yeah. when they're Kids yeah. involved too, and so. So you help um, them. You help them with that. Yeah, yeah. That's a so that's a good help really right there, cool kid. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the really cool thing is, um, like I said earlier, we can really just meet that family right where they're right. at. So they right. come in because a child's behaviors hard, but typically when we start peeling back the layers of the onion, mm-hmm. we find out, you know, there may be domestic violence, there may be community violence, yeah. um, just living in poverty and living in. Um, an area where there's a lot of crime and and uh, different you know different things that come with that addiction. Yeah. Um, so so that's the really neat thing is that we can meet these these parents right where they're at. Right and whenever we talk about caregiver support, we're really talking about um, really figuring out how we can help regulate that parent because, mm-hmm. like I said, by the time they get to us, they're at their wits end, exhausted, mm-hmm. and if we cannot meet that parent or that caregiver and really get them stable to a place where they're feeling better and can catch a breath, then one hour of therapy a week for that child um, is not, is not going to bring the full effect um, of of healing that we need it to. Um, And so that's really our mission is to support the caregiver and get them healthy um, so that they can better um, care for these children Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, they're responsible or have chosen to take in and care for. If somebody needs to get hold of you, is there a phone number? I understand uh, yeah. your website at refuge for the number four, refugeforkids.org, but a phone number for some. Yes, absolutely. If you are in need of um, our support, if you are in need of our services or know someone who is in need of our services, you can call our office at um, area code 618. 618- Two five four nine seven nine zero, and we are extension two zero three. And um, our intake worker Angie Darden does a fantastic job of meeting with these families. Um, and we are still seeing families. I mean, we have COVID restrictions. Yeah. Um, appointments have to, you know, be made, and we check temperatures. We ask people not to come, um, you know, if they have any sickness at all. But but we are still meeting with kids. Uh, face-to-face, which is extremely important yeah. for this at-risk population. Yeah, that's important. Um, we know that that with COVID, it's yeah. the mental health concerns are even, even greater mm-hmm. um, than we've ever seen before. We have record number of referrals of kids coming in, um, being referred to our program. And uh, so certainly if someone is listening to this and and knows of someone in need of help, please, again, it's uh, um, 618-251-9790, extension 203. Is that the same number Um, for someone who may want to volunteer? um, Yeah, well, you can call down to Riverbend Family Ministries for volunteer opportunities. However, right now with COVID, there's not very many um, in-person volunteer opportunities. Um, Because we have to limit the people that are in our office. But yes, um, if you are interested in volunteering, um, specifically even for refuge, um, maybe in the next year, we are always recruiting volunteers for our large um, dinner that we have, um, our our largest fundraiser that we have. Mm -hmm. We recruit table captains, and um, and that's how we make this a go. This community has really stepped up. Um, Smash, I don't know if you know this, but we are 100% funded um, here locally. Nice. So through private donors, through local foundations and nice. grants. I knew. 
businesses, individual donors. Um, and so our community um, is really the ones providing this hope and healing. Um, Bravo on what you're doing, young lady. Bravo on what yeah. you're doing. I wish you a, a, yeah. a mighty Merry Christmas. And Thank I certainly you. hope that uh, 2021 is a monumental year for all that you're doing yeah. for these folks. And like I was talking with Tammy a little bit ago, blessing you will be blessed. Yeah. That is Erin right. Bickle, Refuge for Kids, R-E-F-U-G-E, for the number kids, dot O-R-G. All right, if I don't talk to you before, Merry Christmas. Like I said, Merry Christmas and yeah. a Happy New Year, young lady. You too, Smash. Thank all you right. so much for your time. All right.